Good morning. Thank you first and foremost for this beautiful slideshow. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Alexander. And you have really did a great job. Thank you for your labor, your hard work to prepare it for us to enjoy uh, Father's Day. And uh, I'd like to say with all my heart, Happy Father's Day. If Dean was here, he would say, okay, the fathers stand up, then the grandfathers stand up, that then the great, great grandfathers would stand up. Well, he'll do it next year. I tell you one thing also, that uh, we will be addressing uh, Sunday morning the church while here in attendance very soon. So pray that we will be able to uh, handle this and enjoy each other and have a great fellowship. Happy Father's Day. Today, I'd like to speak about the characteristics of a godly father. After all, this is Father's Day. Let's concentrate for about 20, 25 minutes and on the characteristics of a godly father. I'd like to read from Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 7. And I'm going to use a different, a different translation today. And it says, the just man, which is the right man, the righteous man, the just man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. The key to family harmony and direction is for fathers to become responsible for leading their families. A father is responsible to God first and to his family second to provide their needs, to protect them in all types of situations, and to serve as a priest for them. Spiritual leadership in the home rests with the father. A father's power rests in submitting to God and his principles, obeying him daily, trusting him to fulfill all that he promises to do, and submitting to his leadership. Today I want us to briefly review this subject uh, of a godly father and his responsibilities. Uh, the first thing I would like to share with you, a godly father commands godly influence. Godly father commands godly influence. Friends, in a world that is on the brink of disaster, where the majority blatantly challenge civil order, especially in our days. God is looking for men of integrity who command godly influence, men willing to stand for what is right in their homes, 
and for their nation. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11, Paul addresses Timothy, his son, with these precious words. And the New Living Transfer, uh, Translation reads, But you, Timothy, belong to God, so run from all these evil things and follow what is right and good. Pursue a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. These characteristics form the man of God who is willing to be an example, first at home and society, and shapes his Christian character, his family, and those who are around him, according to the word of God. Nothing can affect the home more than a father's godly influence who stands in the faith and walks by faith. The Bible says about this man, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. You'll find it in Psalm 1 and verse 2. Fathers, let me address you. Your life has an influence on those around you. Your wife and your children are profoundly affected by your choices. So are your co-workers, your neighbors, and your friends. As the world tries to persuade people to follow its standard, your life, the man of God, your life, should reflect God's standard by obeying his word regardless of the outcome. If God's guidelines are practiced at home and in the society, they will pay dividends in the life of our families. And of course, consequently, in our nation. These are the solid foundation you build your home on and from your children's character and form your children's character by them. This comes before anything else. Your wife and children should first see them in you. You set the example. And the Lord will help them to follow. This should be your premier duty as a father. The second point. A godly father adheres to the word of God. Once a man told Samuel Taylor Coleridge that he had decided not to teach his children religion. Listen to this. He was going to let them grow up and make religious choices for themselves. That sounded well and good, but the truth is, it is a demonic attitude. Courage did not comment on the friend's statement at all. He waited until the visit was concluded and then said, May I show you my flower garden? As the two men walked to the back of the house, Coleridge took his friend to a weed patch. The friend explained, this is not a flower garden. Oh, yes, it is, said Coleridge. I decided not to inhibit my garden. I have just left it at liberty to grow as it chooses. 
A visitor nodded his head and took that message to heart. And what is said, how foolish it is for parents to neglect their responsibility to educate their children in spiritual matters. Nowadays, many children are left unsupervised, untrained, and are given freedom to live as they please and choose for themselves. Give them liberty. Here's what a teenager wrote. Quote, I have this problem with my parents or myself. She said, I don't know which. My parents are very easygoing. They let me get by with anything. I know a lot of kids would love it if their parents would let them do whatever they please. Well, it's not fun. It makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel rotten. One of these days, I'm afraid I'll do something awful. The thought of it makes me scared. Kids are fortunate whose parents are strict. How I wish mine were. Fathers, allow me to call on you today to take charge of your household. Love and honor your wives. Stay close to your children. Teach them God's ways by being an example in righteousness, as we read, in godliness, in faith, in love, perseverance, and gentleness. All right. Now, my third point. A godly father has a living testimony for his Savior. Every believer would affirm that the Christian life begins with faith because faith opens the door to an amazing relationship with Jesus Christ. But not many emphasize this basic and important foundation for a solid Christian life. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, Paul called on Timothy to lay hold, to lay hold of the eternal life, which he had been called and profess it strongly. Christian testimony begins at home. And it begins with family prayers. We cannot have Christian homes, we cannot have Christian homes without, without Christians in the home. Did you get one, this one? We cannot have Christian homes without Christians in the home. The father sets the pace for the family. This is his responsibility. If he is the head of the household, the leader of the family, he should certainly lead in this area. A good testimony begins at home. A godly father is first loving, kind, and graceful, yet firm and compassionate. Consistent in prayers and daily devotions keep the family 
together. In addition, the father should be a man of prayer and consistently available for his family. One of the most prominent Bible leaders and father was indwelt by the word of God, who became the premier example to his nation and who divided the land of their inheritance. Said Joshua in the same book, Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is the testimony, he says, I have to my family and to all the nation. At the close of a telecast, showing the illustrious life of General Douglas MacArthur as a soldier, the retiring general said, I don't want my son to remember me as a soldier, but as a father who prayed with him. What a testimony for this great leader and patriot. And I say, I hope you join me. Lord, give us men like him. May the Lord raise more men whose priorities are to see their children dedicated to Jesus Christ early in their life. My last point. A godly father loves and values his family. A godly man should be always on the alert what his family is fed spiritually. Let me ask a question. Where are your children on Sunday morning? Thank God for the men and women, fathers and mothers in our church, because they come to Sunday school. And I, I guarantee you, those little children and the more mature children, they miss Sunday school. They miss coming to church. And I'm sure the Lord is going to open the way very soon so they'll come to church and the second floor will be buzzing with them uh, at Sunday school. It's a huge responsibility to see that their children are taught by these teachers that the God has raised them and grow in the knowledge of the Savior. The importance of parental presence, love, and support, and appreciation for children's lives and achievement should not be underestimated. It should be monitored at every phase in a child's life. When they grow up, you will never regret it. As the Bible says, when they grow up on the word of God, they shall not depart from it. Someone said, 
children regard the presence, interest, and love of fathers in their lives as a symbol of caring and connection. That is far more significant than any material support could ever be. I have a story, I'll end up with it. Years ago, a baby girl was born in the home of a Scottish shepherd. She was the joy of her father's heart. As she was growing into childhood, it seems the mother passed. And her father, carried her on his back as he led the sheep to pasture. How impressed she was with her father's thrilling, quavering voice as he called the sheep. After growing into womanhood, the girl left her home and went to Edinburgh. There she got into sinful ways. Her father was overwhelmed with sorrow. After much anguish, he decided to go to the city and search for his daughter. But a father, one night as he walked along a street where brothers, brothels are, he started a trilling with his voice, the call he used. as he called the sheep, and said in a, 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 and there's a sinful girl on the second floor. She heard the trilling. Ah, said the girl, I like my father's voice. Listening more intently, she explained, it is my father's voice. Memories of her happy, innocent girlhood awakened her. The deep love and affection daddy showed her as she was growing rolled before her eyes, and penitential tears rolled down her cheek. She remembered how much Daddy loved her and cared for her. She remembered the warmth of family and home. She remembered how he used to carry her. She remembered her love rushing down to the street. She ran into her father's outstretched arms and was immediately restored to his love and fellowship. She said, Daddy, you can't carry me on your shoulders. I am a grown-up girl now. But you can do one thing. Put your arms around me and never let me go. And she went back home with her daddy. Fathers, 
Keep loving your families. Keep showing them how much you care for them. It will pay dividends when they grow up, regardless. And enjoy the family the Lord has blessed you with. May the Lord help us to be the fathers after his own heart. Happy Father's Day. May God bless you. And I pray that the Lord will give you a great day today, enjoying it with your family. Let's pray. Our Father, we are so thankful that we have still the liberty in this great land that we love to reach the world, to share it, to proclaim it, not to our church only, but to the whole world. We thank you for the freedom we have. And we thank you for this day, Father's Day. May you bless each and every father and each man also, each one, each family, Lord. May your blessings be upon them and in whatever way they are celebrating it today. May your presence be with each and every one for your blessings and protection from any danger. We give this church to you and every family and we pray, Lord, to hasten the day when we all be here and enjoy your presence with us. Bless us as we go home and be with us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.